You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you may want a company who's there when you need them who actually picks up the phone when you call. Well, that's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. The Into Tomorrow broadcast for the weekend of Friday, May 21st, 2021 is on the air. Thank you for tuning in during our 26th year, bringing you the latest in cool consumer tech products and things available today and into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And we have some more tech news and commentary for you, followed by more of your calls addressing those digital dilemmas that you may have. And if you didn't hear in our first hour, bad news this week from our good friends in Berlin at IFA. They've tried to make the impossible possible, but they say now that there are just too many uncertainties. It has become impossible, they say, to predict how the pandemic will affect the world come this September. There simply are so many known unknowns, from the speed of vaccination programs to the emergence of new variants of the virus, that nobody can plan ahead reliably and securely. So they have had to cancel IFA 2021. But we're all looking forward to 2022, when after an extremely rare break... And we say extremely, since 1926, this show's been going on. One break was for some skirmish, a world war, and the other break was for this pandemic. IFA Berlin is set to return in full strength, with confidence and full IFA power. And, of course, Into Tomorrow will be there. So look forward to it and plan a trip as well. This one's open to the public, unlike CES. So you can plan to actually join us in Berlin September of 2022. Plenty of time to get your tickets and plan a hotel and do all that. Come by our broadcast center and we'll treat you to a refreshing beverage. Yeah, so it'll be the first week in uh, in twenty first week in September of twenty twenty two. I think it starts uh, September second. I think this is what they announced already. So they've, oh. they've already got the twenty twenty two dates out. Good. So. so you can plan accordingly. And if you remember the press, that's two days before the start of IFA. Our press days. <laughs> so, But mostly we just want to see some of our listeners there joining us. And it's a very, very cool show and a wonderful city. So you want to visit Berlin if you get a chance. Amazon is expanding its palm scanning payment system to a Whole Foods store in Seattle, the first of many planned rollouts at other locations. Amazon One, which debuted in September and is currently in use in about a dozen Amazon physical stores, allows shoppers to pay for items by placing their palm over a scanning device. The first time shoppers use the kiosk, they have to insert a credit card to link it with their palm print. But after that, shoppers can pay simply by holding their hand over the kiosk. Amazon will initially roll out Amazon One at the Whole Foods in Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood, not far from the company's headquarters, before launching the system at seven other Seattle-area Whole Foods in coming months. No word on when or even if this will be rolled out nationwide. Mm -hmm. And it may or may not be. It's all a big test market there to see what happens. Speaking of Amazon, their latest Echo Show update includes home monitoring. 
a feature that allows the display to be used as a real-time security camera. With panning capabilities on the Echo Show 10, users can view the live stream without being detected. Now, you have, don't you have an uh, Amazon Echo Show? I have an older Echo Show, and I have, uh, I think, the uh, 8. The 8. Which is an 8-inch they have. But apparently, you can add home monitoring now as if you want to be able to monitor your empty house. I keep that little uh, cover on my camera cover, covering the camera. Yeah, but they're so, saying it allows the display to be used as a real-time security camera. It well, still has to use the camera. Yeah. So, I don't know. But it's something you might want to look into just for grins and see if it works. So you can report back to our audience. Because everything we do with tech is to how have us talk about it on the air. I still have this thing about having all these cameras inside my house. I mean, people don't. I don't want these hackers to hack in and see me in my underwear. Nobody wants to I see mean, that. Trust me, I've got plenty of cameras on the outside of my house, covering every square <laughs> inch and every entrance and possible as, window. As do I, as we do at the studios, because you have to. It's a security concern. But yeah, inside I've, the house, not so much. I've even now got a camera on my garden in the back. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> Pretty goofy. <laughs> So he can look and see how his tomatoes are doing because he can zoom in. Yes. That was terribly exciting when you showed me. And a little bit of rain that we got the other day. And no, it's not because I'm a weirdo who wants to keep an eye on his plants. It's we get these products to test out and I figured, well, where's the one place I don't have a camera? Well, I don't have anything looking at my garden, so I'll try it there. Don't you have birds and caterpillars and stuff looking at the garden? Yeah. They Not also, good enough. You can also catch the neighborhood cats and activate ah. the alarm on the camera when they get in, the, in my yard. Oh, well, that's good. So you can scare them away with the alarm? Because they sometimes like using my garden bed as a litter box. No. Yeah. No, a feral cat wouldn't do that. Uh-huh. Parlor is back on Apple's App Store. The social network popular with conservatives finally returned to Apple's virtual store. But with all their server issues and being unavailable for so long, do you think it might be a little too late? Because I know you said you reloaded it when it was available, and then you couldn't get it get on anyway. And I have it on my Android device, and it still doesn't load. Yeah, it went down for a planned outage of like a couple of hours and was out for what, like two weeks before I finally deleted the app and just gave up. Yeah. Last time I checked the other day, it was still down too. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, wish them well. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft is finally retiring Internet Explorer next year after more than 25 years. Uh, we talked about this a little bit uh, last hour with mm-hmm. uh, a listener's question. Uh, the aging web browser has largely been unused by most consumers for years, but Microsoft is putting the final nail in the Internet Explorer coffin on June 15th, 2022, by retiring it in favor of Microsoft Edge. Microsoft ended support for Internet Explorer 11 for the Microsoft Teams web app last year, and it's planning to cut it off from accessing Microsoft 365 services later this year. IE 11 will no longer be supported for Microsoft's online services like Office 365, OneDrive, Outlook, and more starting on August 17th of this year. Interesting. So they're going to call it uh, quits on June 15th next year, right. which is Fausto's birthday. Uh. And his partner, Israel, today is his birthday. So I don't know if there's a connection there somewhere. Maybe they use IE and they shouldn't anymore. Maybe. <laughs> that, that could. So happy birthday to Israel. Yes. And a happy early birthday to Fausto. There we took care of that. The U.S. Congress has been mostly silent, surprise, but tech giants Facebook, Google, Amazon, and Apple face a rash of potential privacy laws in many state houses. More than 100 by the New York Times count saying the failure of policymakers at the national level to act has invited both state and foreign regulators to act 
instead. Our own Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, is one of those that is acting and saying we're not going to let these antisocial media companies run ramshod over our residents, among other things. So good for those local state houses and regulators and others, even foreign regulators, saying, fine, the U.S. Congress is just sitting on it, not doing a darn thing. Well, we're going to take our own actions. And the sad part for these big tech companies, and I don't feel bad for them, they're going to have maybe a 100 or more regulations instead of one or two to deal with. Fine, because they're idiots for the most part. Let them have to deal with it. A couple of more announcements uh, from this week's uh, Google I.O. conference, the virtual Google I.O. conference, I guess. Yes. Um, uh, they said Android will support digital car keys uh, so that you can unlock your car with your phone. It'll be available on select Pixel and Samsung Galaxy phones, starting with Android 12. Oh, so wait. If, if Does that mean that if you have just a digital remote of any sort or your car's has, digital has remote? part of the car. And unfortunately, right now, BMW is the only automaker confirmed to support Android's digital car key. Oh, well, that hopefully will change. Yeah. Maybe Acura and others will pick up on that. Yeah. So maybe you can go buy a Beamer so that you can then use an and- your Android phone as your car key. No, no. not going to happen. They announced Derm Assist. That's a new health tool to identify skin conditions using your camera. Let you take a photo of a problem skin area and answer questions about your skin type and symptoms to help you better identify skin conditions. Or you could just go to a dermatologist. Um, That'll cover, they say, 288 conditions. It'll launch in the EU later this year. Because the the FDA or whatever probably won't let them launch here. (laughs) Yes. I mean, there's got to be a HIPAA concern, I think, in the U.S. But the EU is very stringent on many things involving privacy. So who knows? That'll that'll probably be worse than using WebMD to to check your symptoms. (laughs) That's true. I'm going to send you a picture. Oh, my gosh, you've got such and such. And no, it's a picture of my plant, not my skin, dummy. I always tell people, if you're feeling sick, the worst thing you can ever do is go to WebMD. (laughs) I know. But again, I can't help it. I've been doing more research for my vocal cord nodule that they're going to allegedly snip out on June 3rd. And my concern is... Not only for that, because God forbid something goes wrong. I mean, I trust this doctor. He was highly recommended from my main ENT, ear, nose, and throat doctor. Uh, he knows, as he kept stressing, as a professional voice, the, you know, he's going to be extra careful. Oh, gee, I hope. <laughs> but, yeah, they got to put me out altogether. And I said, but are you going to intubate me? Because aren't you having to work in my throat? Yeah, we have to intubate you because you're going to be out. And we just use a smaller tube. And I avoid your vocal cords. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> they put a straw down your throat and a nurse sits there and yeah, blows into blows it. in occasionally. <laughs> nice. Oh, my God. So uh, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, but, I, but I've also been on WebMD and, and Googling and everything else trying to just get more information about all this. And way too much information, no matter, more than I need. No matter what condition I've had. If I go to WebMD, I always come to the same conclusion. Oh, my God, I'm dying. Yeah. <laughs> well, we all are, aren't yeah. we? So eh, what can I say? Zoom is rolling out a video background feature called Immersive View that would make video calls feel a bit more like an office meeting or at least look like a lot 
a lot more like one. Yeah. Uh, Zoom announced the feature last year at its Zoomtopia conference. I think that's my probably my favorite name for, for one of these For one things. of these tech-developing yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. Zoomtopia. Yes. Uh, but it's actually now available for free and pro accounts, attending meetings and webinars with up to 25 participants. Immersive View builds on the virtual background features that Zoom already has, but focuses on actually placing meeting attendees in a realistic-looking location rather than just switching on a, around on a flat background. Meeting hosts can enable Immersive View from the same menu where you can find Speaker View and Gallery View. From there, Zoom will automatically place attendees in a variety of built-in virtual scenes, like a boardroom or auditorium, or the meeting host can manually place them by themselves. Uh, Zoom says that hosts can also resize attendees. So I would hope if I'm attending a meeting, maybe they can make me a little uh, skinnier. They can Um, resize (laughs) attendees? Oh, gee. Um, You can move them around the scene and upload their own scenes if they get bored of uh, Zoom's options. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, at least they're getting creative. Yeah. Trying to do a little something else. But I could see it now. It's like, oh, my gosh, I haven't seen you in a year and a half, and you've really changed. Maybe for the good, maybe not, whatever. And then they see you in person later, and uh uh-oh, what happened? Uh I'm off of Zoom. I don't have that ability now. (laughs) Facebook, Google, and other uh, major tech platforms don't compensate broadcasters fairly for their content. I've heard that. Yeah particularly uh, local news, a fact that costs the broadcasting industry $2 billion each year. Yikes. This was a study commissioned by the National Association of Broadcasters. It says this study makes clear that the competitive advantage of a handful of big tech platforms prevents broadcasters from recouping their substantial investment in local news, putting local journalism at risk. Hmm. That's not a good thing. No. Especially to the tune of $2 billion worth. And who knows what's going to happen because they take advantage of all this stuff. Wow. Very interesting, if you ask me. Mm -hmm. Deloitte reports in its annual survey that consumers are paying to watch more streaming services than ever. But turnover rates have jumped from around 20% prior to the pandemic to 37% as viewers switch to popular new shows. They also found that video games beat film or television viewership as Generation Z's preferred method of entertainment. And millennials flip that ranking. So I guess it shouldn't surprise us that people are wanting more from their various streaming services and jumping ship from one to another as well. Interesting. John in Sharon Township, Ohio. Welcome into tomorrow. Hey, John. Hello, Dave. I love your show. I've listened to it for many years. Thank you. I'm looking for a solution to eliminate duplicate files, whether they be music, photos, spreadsheets, PDFs, Word files, and so forth. I'm looking for this on a PC-based system, not a Mac. You can help me with either a commercial or free version. I would appreciate it. Thank you for all your hard work and all of your staff, and keep up the show. Well, thank you, John. That is our plan. We plan to bring you further into tomorrow, we hope, for many years, especially if I can get this vocal cord thing fixed. We'll see. John, you can get this done for free, believe it or not. No need for a commercial solution. Look into Cleaner. Uh, they've been around forever, almost as long as we have, and they do offer paid versions if you want to set up some automation, but the free version should take care of this for you. You'll find some options to ignore duplicate system files, hidden files, and so forth, but you can turn those on and off as needed. The program will show you files that match in both title and size, 
And you can then decide if you want to keep both copies or delete the ones you don't want to keep. Yeah, I love CCleaner. I just wish that they had kept their original name, which was actually Crap Cleaner. Oh. But then I guess for uh, marketing purposes, they shortened it to Sea Cleaner. But it's, the C actually does stand for crap. Really? That was what it was originally called, was Crap Cleaner. Okay. So the, now we have to just say Sea Cleaner. Yeah. But we oh, we all know but, what that means. Right. But their original name told you what it helped clean up from your of computer. Of course. It, all the crapware and the nonsense yeah. that sits there. Yeah. Uh, now, there are other options that you can look into, like Search My Files, Duplicate File Finder, or Duplicate File Remover. But they'll usually cost you money, and they won't really do a better job unless you want to be able to apply specific filters, like partial names uh, for the files or folder, or file types, for example, image, so you don't have to manually search for JPEG or PNG or TIFF or RAW and so forth. Yeah. John, I hope we've not only saved you some money, but we've helped to solve your problem. Let us know, because we hope it worked for you. And if not, we'll help you further. All the way, in fact, into tomorrow.com. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to invent help. You have nothing to lose. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Welcome back into tomorrow. I bet you don't know what CAPTCHA is standing for. It's a long... Acronym. Do you know what it stands I, for? I used to know. Did you? I did. That's not what it stands for. No. It stands for Completely Automatic Public Turing Test to Tell Computers and Humans Apart. Well, that makes sense. Does it? I'm glad we call it CAPTCHA. And yeah, me that. too. Because I always thought CAPTCHA was just, you know, capturing something, an image or, or a check mark, or numbers or letters to make sure that you're a human and yeah. not a bot. But I hate most of those CAPTCHA tests, especially the ones where they say, click on every picture there, every piece of this picture that has a, a, a bicycle. Car in it. Or, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, come on. Does that little fraction of a tire count, I guess? <laughs> select every part that has the bus. Well, the one picture has just a tiny little piece of the mirror. Does that one count? You know, yeah, I hate it. I do too. But once again, so that you can win at a drinking party, completely automatic public touring test to tell computers and humans apart. Okay. That's CAPTCHA. Next time you run across that on some website. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitoring System. Know before you go high or low with customizable alerts and alarms. Visit dexcom.com. It's time for our history major. IFA is one of the largest and oldest tech shows in the world. 
Here's Chris Grave line. But unfortunately, the lead headline in this week's IFA history feature is that IFA is history this year only. Right. No IFA 2021. Just but as announced. of next year, they will start making history again. Exactly, because IFA 2022 will happen. But in the meantime, in the meantime, to bring color to the TV, new technologies had to be invented. The German Werner Fleischig got a first patent for a stripe mask in 1938, separating red, green, and blue with filters. That was the basis for color tubes, but it came too early. Nine years later, in 1947, after World War II, RCA developed a first prototype with such a shadow mask. The screen was no bigger than a postcard. In 1954, finally the market started in the United States with a round tube about 22 inches. BBC in the UK and Russian television began trials with color television, and IFA was, of course, the showcase for these new inventions as well. Can you imagine your family gathered round watching on a postcard-sized screen? Because that's it. I mean, it'd be like everybody watching on your phone right now. Well, which many people do. Yeah, of hey, course. Come, come look at this. You get six people around your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Cast it to your TV yeah. for crying out loud. That's this week's IFA update brought to you by Messe Berlin. Be sure to visit ifa-berlin.com for all the updates on the upcoming 2022 IFA Berlin. And we will be broadcasting from there. Count on it. Into tomorrow. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. To find out which benefits you qualify for and to find out if you're getting the benefits that you deserve, you need to call Best Medicare. Our licensed insurance agents can look up your current benefits and tell you what additional benefits are available to you. It's easy. Just one call. Tell us the deductibles you prefer, the doctors you want to see, and if you want prescription drug coverage. The service is free and you have no obligation. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero co-pays on many services, and zero deductibles. You deserve every medical care coverage benefit out there and we'll help you get them. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. And let Best MedCare do the work for you. Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline in our 26th year on the air, bringing you the latest in consumer tech, products and services, all kinds of gadgets and gizmos, Various and sundry things involving consumer electronics available today and into tomorrow. So we thank you for tuning in. Thank you even more when you participate on the program and an even new way to participate. When you visit us at intotomorrow.com on the right hand side, you should see a little Ask Dave button with a microphone. You can participate that way, and we'd love to hear from you. Or the old-fashioned way still works anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 800-899-INTO, 800-899-4686. We want to hear from you. Our next guest is with a leading Canadian company that specializes in a product that combines UV sterilization and drying. 
to keep your family safe. The co-founder of a company called Coral UV is Titus C. Titus, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? Thank you for having me. I'm great. It's a pleasure to have you. Tell me a little bit about Coral UV, and then we'll get into the product itself. So uh, Coral UV, uh, we're actually a relatively newer company. Uh, we've been in the space for about uh, three years. And uh, for, ever since those three years, uh, we've entered the market. Uh, we we sell pretty well in terms of all the big markets and whatnot. And uh, primarily uh, newborn families actually use our product. But of course, we're trying to expand the space of which... Uh, Consumers use us. Got you. So you say primarily uh, families with newborns are using the product. Um, and why is that? How does it then work? So uh, basically, uh, the great thing about a UV a sterilizer is that basically it can uh, take the DNA structure of any bacteria, virus and whatnot, and it'll wipe it out completely. So because of that, uh, it's great for dealing with anything that people with uh, compromised immune systems or a little bit weaker can deal with. And let's be honest, the weakest people that we usually can think of are babies. Yeah, true. So, either either ba babies or the elderly. But either way, it's yeah. important to have some UV sterilization. And we're noticing on your video, and again, the video available at intotomorrow.com, that... Um, uh, they're putting in baby bottles and, and nipples and just, I mean, all sorts of things that one would, of course, use uh, with an infant. And how important is it uh, to be able to really sterilize everything? I mean, years past, it used to be putting everything in a big pot and boiling it, you know, um, and, and at least, you know, to a point where it doesn't destroy it. But there was always that risk. You know, if the water gets too hot, then it starts melting plastic. I'm guessing that's not the case with your product. Yeah. So the great part is that this product makes sure that it's all material safe. Mm -hmm. So you can put in anything from electronics, like your iPad, your cell phone, uh, all the way to baby products and makeup brushes. So this is why, uh, for us, it's, we always believe this part. If it's good enough for your baby, it's good enough for anything else. So that's why, like, for such a product like this, it's important because um, we learned that it's not just babies who need it. Uh, occasionally, you know, we need the help. And COVID has taught us a lot about uh, viruses and bacteria. I mean, all along. Yeah, very true. And I'm, I'm assuming that in the post-COVID world, as we try to get back to normal, whatever that is, that sterilization becomes even more important. Oh, yeah, of course, definitely. Uh, so this product has really exploded during COVID. Uh, so even post-COVID, like you're saying, would be great. For sure. Um, the product is available. In fact, I understand you already have a version two coming out. What is the, the cost of the current product and how does one obtain it? So currently the cost is uh, in the U.S. Uh, we primarily uh, MSRP is 169, but a lot of times we sell it for 149 in the U.S. dollars. Uh, uh, for anybody who's a Canadian audience, that would be 199 in Canadian. Uh, so that's typically the price you can find. Uh, you can also find it in almost every major box store. Uh, they do sell it in Walmart online, Amazon. Um, so it's pretty widely available. Oh, very good. Now, the Coral UV2 is coming out. Uh, how soon and how is it different? So uh, we believe it will come out in May. Uh, so what will happen is that it's it's about 
the gradual improvement. So it will be an LED lighting, so it will save some energy. We also have increased interior spacing, so you can put even bigger things. So, of course, your, your larger iPads or your tablets, you can toss them right in. Uh, so it's great for uh, – we've had a lot of doctors who've told us they love it, insurance brokers. like just They love it because they have to take all these electronics with them and go to different customers and different people. Now, that's a good point, Titus. Apparently, if you are, in fact, taking your items outside, maybe someone else is handling it. You know, you're handing someone a, a tablet to look at your proposal or, or what have you. Um, you Now they're touching it, and you don't want to be trying to wipe it all down with a, a cotton uh, wipe every so often. It sounds like this is a very effective way to do it. How long do items have to stay in the coral UV in order to be sanitized properly? So typically 10 minutes ah. is more than enough time. Uh, and there are settings that you can customize the time to make it longer if it makes you feel better. But 10 minutes is more than enough. And usually 10 minutes does the job, kills all the germs, uh, sterilizes everything, right? Yes. Yeah. What are you finding uh, that folks that don't have babies, I mean, you mentioned, of course, your phones and tablets and, and things of that nature. What are you finding that people are using it for mostly? So a lot of people use it for cell phones because, let's be honest, nowadays we take our cell phones everywhere. Yeah. It's and you put it down on a counter when you're making a payment or trying to deal with something. So who knows, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. So uh, that's a big one. Uh, CPAP machines are really big ah. uh, for uh, a lot of our users, uh, as, as well as, you know, anything from even their keys. And um, we've even had, like, auto body shops who've wanted it because uh, customers feel you know, a little bit better. Uh, just to have that cleaned up and whatnot, and uh, all a lot of kind of businesses uh, that you know glasses stores and all those other things that you are taking outside. So you really can't uh, sanitize anything that shouldn't be sanitized. It's like anything can be cleaned in that manner, right? Exactly. I mean, for us, it's always about um, you can clean anything you want to clean. Uh, you know, we're not the kind of company that uh, advocates that that you have to clean everything in existence. We're just saying that we want to make a tool for you to make your life easier when you want to. Gotcha. And I like the attitude of if you feel you want to clean it, whatever it is, and if it'll fit in in the device, then clean it, right? It's not going to hurt anything. You're not immersing it in water. You're not destroying uh, some electronics or anything. Put it in. Let it have its 10 minutes. Uh, although I know some people can't be away from their phone for 10 minutes, so maybe that's a problem. <laughs> but, they, you know, at some point you have to kind of realize that that's going to make a difference. I'm glad you mentioned the CPAP. Uh, my son uses one and, and was for a very short time using a different kind of actual CPAP cleaner and said he hated the fact that it it smelled like ozone, which is, of course, a clean smell, I guess. But it was irritating when he would then put it back on at night. So he stopped using the cleaner. Uh, is there any after effect or odor or can you tell once something has been sanitized other than saying, well, this looks clean? <laughs> Is there well, any is there uh, anything that would that would then bother someone like a CPAP or or a mask or something they might be cleaning? Well, typically, I think the the one thing is that uh, for most bacteria that it kills, uh, there really isn't much of an odor. Uh, we've actually that's why we implement the drying system. Mm -hmm. Is that is a fan inside? So after the UV has done all its you know wonderful business, uh, the fan will try to blow out and clear out the air. Because when you kill some of that bacteria, 
uh, uh, smell is kind of natural. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's why we have the filtration air system, uh, which we use also a uh, hospital-grade HEPA filter uh, to make sure that, you know, you can have, like, the clean air going mm-hmm. through and getting rid of that smell that you, well, nobody likes, let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that, that HEPA filter is where it traps all the now-dead bacteria, I'm assuming. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, What makes the Coral UV different from competitors? I mean, you're not the only one on the market that has a sterilization system. So I'm wondering why would folks look at your system versus others? Well, I mean, it's uh, it's a variety of reasons. Uh, One is uh, a lot of people who use our uh, system, like this type of machine, Mm -hmm. uh, their modeling is different. So uh, to begin with, we use what we call a top-down approach. Uh, So uh, it creates a maximum exposure. Uh, one thing that um, most people don't know uh, and they don't focus on is that UV light does not go through glass or plastic. Oh. So even if it's transparent, it doesn't go through it. So what happens is when you have all these models that are um, what I call the mini fridge version, because yeah. they open like a mini fridge, uh, they have a top-down approach with the light bulbs at the top. The problem is when you put a bunch of things at the top, then the light does not really go through to anything at the bottom. Whoa. So you're really not cleaning anything at the bottom, but you're, you think you are. Yeah. You get a false so the, sense of security that everything is taken care of, but it's not. Exactly. So uh, for us, you know, that's, that's the reason why we are the first in the market to use uh, the current approach that we use, which is the, the top down uh, with the siding so that you can move a basket left and right, but uh, it has full exposure along with, um, of course, uh, we have the mirror-like features of our siding, and they'll bounce the light around. Oh, very so good. you can have that maximum exposure. So, so it's almost kind of like a dishwasher that gets every little nook and cranny of your dishes, only it's not spewing water. It's spewing UV light that's killing all this bacteria. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, that's one of the main things, yeah. And uh, for us, I mean, uh, I always say it's always about quality, and it's always about... Uh, we're really focused on getting it right. Gotcha. For me, the first person who ever used this product is my own son when I when I have a newborn baby. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't experiment with the life of my own child. Oh, of course not. So, yeah. <laughs> so I believe in the quality of this, of this product in the company. Very good. And back again real quick to the uh, Coral UV2. When it's available in May, what will it be costing? Do you have a price yet? It'll be costing exactly the same. Okay. So exactly the same. So improved we're, we're LEDs, quality without the cost. Got you. Okay. Well, yeah. terrific. And what you have indicated in comparison to others makes perfect sense. Uh, you mm-hmm. want to make sure you're getting top and bottom and sides and everything taken care of. So that's important. And I'm thinking in terms of of maybe people that don't have infants but have toddlers or kids at all, uh, or even adults. You've got a favorite stuffed animal or something. M- maybe you can fit it inside and it'll clean the stuffed animal without hurting it too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is, um, we like to think of it as just another appliance in your kitchen or bathroom or whatever. It could just be any appliance that you use. Stuffed animal toys are one of our top reasons, uh-huh. uh, simply because, you know, when, we, when, when kids love those stuffed animals, they bring them everywhere. And uh, they tend to, sometimes they suck on it or yeah. whichever purpose. 
they're hard, one of the hardest things to clean. Oh, for sure. And I guess toys in general, especially the younger they are, where everything automatically goes to the mouth. Oh, <laughs> so yes, definitely. A parent can just feel comfortable, even in their own home, knowing they're killing any bacteria. And it's not just a matter of kill COVID. There's still bacteria and, and germs and everything else in our homes anyway. Yeah, uh, so. and, and it also applies to, like, say, our reusable masks mm-hmm. that we wear. Uh, or for athletes, could be their mouth guards or you know, whatever purpose. Terrific. Well, more information, of course, in addition to seeing Titus in the interview and the video where we're showing the product at intotomorrow.com. Titus, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us. Uh, let us know when version two is out. We're happy to share that info with our audience and uh, keep up the good work. I'm sure there'll be other versions available as well. Thank you very much. It's our pleasure. I'm Dave Graveline bringing you further into tomorrow right here on the Advanced Media Network. Don't go away. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at Blueberry.com. It's like a blueberry without the E's. So B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Into Tomorrow continues. We are referred to oftentimes as your weekly technology auditory gem by some of our listeners, so we're glad. We like to call ourselves your gas X for tech. I prefer that one. There you go. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. It's easy to give your own podcast a try. No contracts or cancellation fees. Go to blubrry.com and start your free trial. Ed in Wilmington, Delaware, listens on Delaware's news radio, WDEL. Hello, Ed. Um, a 74-year-old retiree, and I'm not real tech person. I'd like to know the difference between a smart TV and the normal TV I have before I buy one. It's a good question, Ed. I'm glad you asked it. A smart TV is a TV that has built-in access to some Internet services. The most prominent, of course, are Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, those kind of things. But the list varies a lot with many TVs, including services like Pandora or Spotify and others, including a full Roku stick which allows users to download new services as needed. Yeah, the reality of smart TVs is that 99% of the time you won't use the smart features, and instead you'll get a third-party, much better streaming stick or set-top device instead. Smart TVs with proprietary software are usually clunky and rarely updated, so don't pay too much attention to the smart features. Odds are that you'll want to upgrade to something more usable anyway. Now, the exception there is uh, TVs that come with a third-party stick already built in, like a Roku stick permanently in installed. Those may be worth using. Um, If it's a proprietary system from the manufacturer, though, it's probably not worth giving it too much thought, unless it's one of the more well-known brands like Vizio. They tend to update Mm -hmm. their systems a lot. Yeah, I've got Vizio TVs, probably more of those than anything else, but I've also got Sony TVs, uh, and they have apps built in 
to these smart TVs. So if you like watching things add on YouTube or, uh, or you have a Netflix account or you want to get one, that kind of thing, then they'll have these apps already built in. Some of them even have uh, on the remote a button. You just push Netflix or Prime if you're an Amazon Prime member or something like that. Some of these common ones, they pay to be on their remote. And it makes it easier for you. Yeah, and a lot of the lower cost TVs are doing away with their own OSs anymore, and they're coming, operating system. Yeah, yeah, they're coming built in with with Roku system or Amazon Prime already built yeah. in or Android TV. TV. Right. The, my Sony TV is Android TV. Um, so pretty much any TV you're going to buy these days is going to be a smart TV. Not all, but the vast majority are. So don't worry about it. Get what you can afford, and then enjoy what you can use on it intotomorrow.com for more. I can't get my computer to work. Let me help you with that. How'd you do that? I just got techie with geeks on site. Our geeks literally come on site. No need to stop what you're doing or block off time. We come to your home, office, or wherever you are. And we don't just fix whatever computer issues you might be having. We explain and teach you along the way. We'll help you instantly. Call 855-399-9886. That's 855-399-9886. Call in and participate. When we hear you on Into Tomorrow, you win fabulous prizes. And while we always say no guarantees, no promises, we do want you to tell us of the things we're about to mention. Mention two or three of them. We'll do our best to get one of those to you. I should say we, but I mean Chris is going to mention. From LFO, we've got infrared ear and forehead thermometers. We've got some Razer Kyo webcams with built-in adjustable ring lights. Tivic Health has provided a clear-up microcurrent device to relieve congestion from colds, flus, and allergies. We've got an ELO 7.1 Air wireless surround sound gaming headset from Rocat. And from Benji Lock, we've got a fingerprint bike lock so you can secure your bike with just a finger. And how does one participate? We say we'd rather hear you. So we know you can text, and you can text to our 800 number if you want to do that. If you're like me and the voice is bad, you just want to send a text, that's fine. We, we do occasional emails and texts. But hearing you is really all what it's all about. Yeah, and by far, the best way to participate is using our free Into Tomorrow app. There's a button there, Message to Studio. And it's very simple. You hold the button down. And you send us an audio message. You can ask us a question. You can offer some advice to a listener. Maybe you've heard a call that you've had a similar problem, and you can share your fix. Um, anything that, you know, along those lines. And uh, it'll send it right to us, and it'll sound like you're sitting right here in the studio with us. Yep. Now, if you don't have the app, and for some reason I don't understand why you wouldn't, because it's free and it takes up very little space on your phone or tablet. Well, maybe you're me. one of them old-fashioned people that still uses a flip phone. No. As long as you have access to an Internet browser... You can stop by IntoTomorrow.com, and there's a little Ask Dave button that'll pop up with a microphone on it, and it works the same way. You can hold that button down and record an audio message there. And remember, it's Ask, with a K, Ask Dave, yes. little microphone, or the 800 number always works, too. 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. All the details at IntoTomorrow.com. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7, 
Use our free Into Tomorrow app for your iPhone, Android, and Netbooks. Available in your app store or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. Into Tomorrow. 